0: Everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastor's Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Well, several years ago, when I used to share duties and responsibilities, carting our kids from our home to school, we had some very interesting rides. You know, parents, you, you kind of feel me when you take your kids to school. Things happen. You hear a lot of stuff. And also, you hear a bunch of drama and trauma. You've got fights going on, conflicts going on. Yes, Lisa and I have four. They're now pretty much all adults. But back in the day, when I would take them to school, I'm telling you, we'd get in the car and it would be on like Donkey Kong, man. I like that, on like Donkey Kong fighting, conflict, sometimes tears, sometimes fists would fly, bridges would get burned, and all of these harsh words. And I would say, whoa, I've had enough. Be quiet. Because I've got a loud voice. Enough. Come on. Hey, I would say, let's apologize to one another. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but I, stop. Well, I'm sorry, one would say, if I hurt your feelings. Whoa, what kind of apology is that? That sounds like some actor or actor. Sounds like some professional athlete or some lawyer. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. When you say that, that's not an apology. You're telling the other person, you're an emotional basket case. (laughs) I said, own it. Say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Inevitably, the words would come out of their mouths, even though they didn't really feel it, they would say it. Usually this would happen on a bridge, over a dam, in a local lake. I started calling the bridge, the Dam Bridge of Forgiveness. that damn bridge of forgiveness. That's where the burned bridges would be rebuilt. That's where the words would be said. That's where they would listen to what I was saying, their father, and we would all travel over the damn bridge of forgiveness. Could it be that some here need to travel over the bridge of forgiveness? Could it be that someone has burned you, betrayed you, torched you, or taken advantage of you? When I talk about forgiveness, when I talk about the bridge, what do you think about? What person, what face comes to mind? Maybe a parent, maybe an uncle, a former friend, business partner, coach, teacher, manager, who comes to mind? You might be saying, well, Ed, this person's dead. They died years ago. I ask you, who in here needs to travel across the bridge of forgiveness? You got that person? I think we all have. Last week, I launched a series on Easter called bridges. We basically said that God has built a bridge from his side, the divine side, to the human side. We summarized all major world religions, which are basically colossal human construction projects that start from man's side that try to bridge the gap to the human side to the divine side and we all understood that that is a formula for frustration. It doesn't work. You never know where you will go if you are following the human construction plan. Then we discovered that biblical Christianity is different than all the other world religions because God has built the bridge. The cross is a bridge, thus we have a bridge to cross. The bridge was built by God's mercy and grace by sending Jesus to live righteously, to die sacrificially, to rise bodily. He built the bridge, thus he's done all the work except to give you and me the opportunity, the choice to cross the bridge or not. And you saw it earlier. We had scores and scores of people to cross the bridge to ditch the human construction plan to cross the bridge, because the bridge is the cross, and we crossed the bridge. So as we cross the bridge, many here in all of our environments cross the bridge. And maybe you've crossed the bridge in the past. You've made this decision to receive Christ into your life. You know he is the bridge. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Once you cross the bridge, we found out, God does something supernatural, mysterious in all of our lives. He gives us the nature of a bridge builder. The bridge, the ultimate bridge has been built to us. Now, we find ourselves building bridges to people who have burned us and betrayed us, torched us, and taken advantage of us. Maybe you're thinking about that pyromaniac that messed you around. Maybe you're saying, Ed, I've got third-degree burns, man. Maybe you're saying, my bridge is is in a heap. It's just burned to a crisp. You don't realize what this person has done to me. I can't even speak about it. I don't know. We're called, though, to build... Bridges of forgiveness. We're called to travel over the damn bridge of forgiveness, to obey our Father's voice, to travel over the bridge, to allow the waters that have been dammed up to flow. We're called, right, to do that. And if we do that, wow, that's a game changer, a life changer, obviously. Simon Peter was dealing with the bridge of forgiveness. How do we know that? Because as you read the scriptures, you see the tenor and tone of a question he lobbed to Jesus. What's so interesting about this question Simon Peter in Matthew chapter 18 asked Jesus was the fact that this was a pride-driven question. Have you ever asked a pride-driven question? In other words, you ask a question and within the context of the question, you're showing everybody How smart, how big, how beautiful, how bad, what you've accomplished. It's kind of a a prideful thing. You've you've seen that before. You've been in class and you're like, what's she doing asking that question? She's just bragging. What's, What's he doing saying that? He's just saying that to hear himself talk. Why am I saying that? I'm doing the same thing myself. That's what Simon Peter did. In Matthew 18, verses 21 and 22, he said, Jesus, How often should I forgive somebody? Like, seven times? Again, someone had burned and betrayed him. Again, someone had torched him and taken advantage of him. And Simon Peter wanted to know about this bridge of forgiveness. But see, he had to throw in the seven times. Because back in the day... Rabbis taught that if you forgave someone three times, that was like forgiveness 2.0. That's like monster forgiveness. And yet here's Simon Peter, the spiritual stud, goes, hey, Jesus, how often should I forgive somebody? Like like seven times? Oh, ah, man, Simon Peter, you're the man. You're awesome. You're incredible. Jesus came back. Check out what he said. He answered him, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Do the math, big boy. 490 times. Do the math, big boy. You keep forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and forgiving because you've been greatly forgiven. This is classic. You might want to jot this down. Simon Peter jumped to a crazy conclusion about forgiveness, a conclusion that I've jumped to before, a conclusion that many here jump to. He assumes that forgiveness is more for the offender than the offended. It's more for the burner than the burned. It's not. I said it's not. It's more for those who've been torched. It's more for the victim than the vandal. That's forgiveness. That's the real F word. That's the bridge of forgiveness. So Simon Peter was fuzzy about it. Fuzzy about forgiveness, probably because his bridge was in a smoldering heap. He couldn't see straight because of the smoke to continue the analogy. So he just, he didn't get it. And now Jesus launches into this story. Very interesting story. And this story has some serious depth to it. Matthew chapter 18, verses 26 and following is where I will end up. Forgiveness is more for the offended than the offender, he didn't get it. So Jesus tells the story. He goes, there was this king, and this king was the king of bling. And he was going through all of his financial records, and he discovered that this servant owed him $10 million. That's no chump change. That's like NBA money. So he brings the guy in, and the king goes, it's payday, you owe me? I've lent the money to you, you're in debt, $10 million, I need the money. And the servant was like, I can't pay you now, I can't pay you now. But I'm good for it, I promise you I'm good for it, I'll work for it, but but please, please don't hurt me. Back in the day, you couldn't file for chapter 11 or 13. Back in the day, if you had a debt you couldn't pay, they would throw you and your family, they could, to the torturers on the trading blocks to sell you into slavery. It it, it ain't like it is today. So he began to beg, please, please, I promise you, I'll get you the money. You know what the king did? The king of bling? Don't worry about it. He forgave this servant who created this 10 million debt, forgave him the money. He said, go on, don't worry about it. No big deal. Messed him up with mercy. Gutted him with grace. And you know this forgiven servant's like, this is incredible, off the chain. I just got forgiven $10 million because I extrapolated the money system back in the day compared to the money system today. And that's how much it was. 10 million, think about it, 10 million NBA money. Well, the forgiven servant starts thinking, he's like, man, you know what? This dude owes me two grand. And the forgiven servant grabs this guy that owes him two grand, puts him in the choke hold. If you watch professional wrestling, the figure four. And the guy's tapping out. He's going, give me my two grand, give me my two grand. He drags him to prison. King Bling hears about it. When King Bling ain't happy, Nobody's happy. And let's check out this story as it continues. Matthew chapter 18, verse 32. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant. I cancel all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Uh, Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? Now, are you seeing the plot, Clot? Hopefully you're seeing this. But let me spell it out. Let me make it plain. The king is God. The forgiven servant, you and me. Are you smelling when I'm stepping in? Okay, I just, i I, are like, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers, the king bling, to be tortured because he didn't have mercy on the guy that owed him two grand. He'd been greatly forgiven, but he, he wasn't showing it Two others. Now, verse 35, I would love to delete that from the Bible. Have you ever been reading the Bible and gone, well, I don't like that verse. I'm gonna skip that verse. Back in the day we used white out. I still love, I love me some white out. I just like it. I'm an artist, you know, kind of a frustrated artist. I like to paint with whiteout. It's just me. I know some people, okay, I like to delete it. No, give me whiteout. Anyway, I like to white out this verse, but this is, this is bad, man. This is a bad verse. You know, some verses in the Bible are bad. This is bad. Check it out. This, this is Jesus talking. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from the heart. He tossed the forgiven servant who was choking out his friend that owed him two grand, the greatly forgiven servant, he's not showing any forgiveness to his friend. He finds out about it, throws him to the torturers, and basically, if we don't forgive others, let me just put it where we can understand it, God's coming after us. I mean, that's scary. You're going, wow, I don't like this message. I don't either. I don't like this message. But if I don't forgive, then God's coming after me. I mean, I've been greatly forgiven. I've received the forgiveness. I've walked over the bridge. I've been greatly, greatly forgiven. Yet, because of that, I'm not going to forgive. No, because of that, the bridge, the cross is the bridge. I have a bridge to cross. I'm going to forgive. So when I sin, when I mess up, Against God and against another person, I've created a debt. When someone burns you or betrays you, tortures you or takes advantage of you, or takes advantage of you, they've created a debt. And Jesus is saying, cancel the debt. Say it with me, cancel the debt. Say it with me in South Carolina, cancel the debt. Down in Midtown Miami, cancel the debt. South Miami, cancel the debt. Downtown Dallas, cancel the debt. Plano, cancel the debt. Fort Worth, cancel the debt. Online, yeah! Now, it does not mean we become BFFs forever with these people that have messed us around. It doesn't mean that. And Jesus was not hinting about that. Doesn't mean toward our ex-spouse, ex-business partner, or someone, again, let me say it again, who's burned us or betrayed us, who's torched us or taken advantage of us, doesn't mean we have coffee tomorrow at noon together. It doesn't mean that. Because many times, the people that have hurt you and me have no clue about it. They've forgotten it. They're like, what? Yeah, I think so. And we're carrying it around. It's like bitterness has become our buddy. Hate our homie. We like it. But when I don't forgive, when I don't forgive, and I've done this before, I'm saying, guess what? I'm the Xbox here, are the controls. You control my life. You control me. You control me, you control, you can, that's right, you control me. Don't you see the genius of God? It's no way to live. Cancel the debt, and you might have to say that before God every hour for a while. Cancel the debt, debt cancel. Because there's some people in my life, and I know there's some people in your life, I would love to get back and absolutely beat the crap out of them. (laughs) Open up a can on them. You're the same way. That's why you're clapping. Go ahead and clap. Get that anger out. All right. It's okay to be angry. It's all right. God gets angry. It's okay. However, because of the bridge, cancel the debt. Because when I cancel the debt, I'm saying, guess what? You don't control me anymore. You don't. You don't. You don't control me anymore. And, and I'm not leaning into this hate And bitterness, and we're going to talk about bitterness and hate and what it can do to your life and mine next time. It's not worth it. So once I forgive, what happens? It frees me up. I'm free for God to use me like never, ever before. And I free up the other person. At least I've built a bridge, the foundation of it on my side, And you know what Jesus says? You know what the Bible says? Do all you can do. I mean, do what you're responsible for. I'll take care of the other person. That's what God says. That's what Jesus says. So who can settle accounts better, you or God? But God. Uh, God, right? God. That's what we're doing. So we're freeing ourselves up. We're freeing the other person up. We're leaving room for God to act and to get the person back, hopefully back on the right track. If they decide to build a foundation on their side and for the bridge deck to meet in the middle, cool. But that doesn't mean you trust them again. Hello? Doesn't mean that. I mean, you might talk to them on the street and after months and months and months of them earning trust maybe in the yard a little bit, them maybe on the front porch. But as far as like, here are the keys to my car, I don't know. But again, we're just talking about, Jesus is talking about canceling the debt. It's more for the offended than the offender. But if you're like me, I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna wait for that guy to crawl back to me. I'm gonna wait for her to crawl back to me to build a bridge. No. There was a gentleman who who died several years ago that really burned and betrayed, torched and took advantage of my family while I was growing up. I grew up in a pastor's home and two brothers. This man was vicious, evil, said things, did things against my family. I don't want to even I can't even articulate. And for several years, I think, as a family, we allowed this person, because this person was very powerful, very wealthy, to sort of, we were fearful to sort of control, because there was so much emotion involved. And then one day, we said enough is enough. Debt canceled. Then... Freedom on our side? Freedom on his side? I don't know whatever happened to him. Who knows what he took to the grave? He never built the bridge back to us, but you know, we'll see on the other side where he is and what will happen to him. I don't know. But I can tell you this, he definitely lived a torturous life after what he did to our family, I can tell you that. Because crime doesn't pay. Betrayal doesn't pay. Taking advantage of people, it doesn't pay. So if we don't forgive, if we don't cancel the debt, what's gonna happen? God's gonna come after us. We'll live a life of torture. He wants to save us from it. Give us freedom. Matthew chapter 6, verse 12. I need to do another series on this: the Lord's Prayer. You've heard of the Lord's Prayer. How many of you have heard of the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven. Okay. I need to do a series on that. I did a whole series just with each phrase. I need to go back to that. I did that back in the day before many of you were born. (laughs) In the midst of this prayer, here's what Jesus said. We're talking about right, canceling debts, right? Right? Matthew 6, 12, forgive us our debts, Jesus talking, as, get your as in gear, we also have forgiven our debtors. Whoa. God forgive us, he has forgiven us. We're greatly forgiven. And because of that we build bridges to others. So my life and your life should look like this. The ginormous bridge and also the little bridges that we build to others. Again, we're only responsible for the bridge deck and the foundation on our side. What they do is up to them. This is good stuff, man, I'm telling you. I don't like this message in a lot of ways, but it's ending really good. Romans 12, 19, do not take revenge. See, God knows what the enemy is up to. You know, I know now what the enemy is up to. He wants us to live a life of revenge and hatred and bitterness, that's why he said, the, you know, I, I, I want to kill you and destroy you and mess you up. And Jesus called him out. That's, that's the enemy's game plan. And one of the ways he likes to do it in your life and mine is through, oh, I'll get revenge myself. I'm bitter. I'm a hater myself. No, 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 no. Don't take revenge. Leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. So we have to give up the right to get even. Three things, and then we'll spur the horse to the barn. Number one, look at the bridge. Look at the bridge. You might have to think about the bridge, look at the bridge 24 seven, look at the bridge. The bridge is across, and it was built to us. We've been greatly forgiven, thus we have to forgive others greatly. Number two, I'll say it again, these are apps. Realize resentment does not work. I've done it before, I've tried it. Doesn't work, you have to. it doesn't work. Also, we're gonna need a huge measure of grace in the future, is that the truth? Now, I would love the diesel on. Next week, please be back. I beg you to be back next week. We're talking about this in even a deeper level. We're talking about what unforgiveness will do to you and me And now we're going to switch it and also talk about what about the offender? What about this jerk? What about my ex or my uncle who took advantage of me? What about the, that's next week. This is powerful stuff. The number one need in our survey, relational pain. So let's talk about it. Let's deal with it. And let's build the bridges of forgiveness. Are you ready? Let's build the bridges of forgiveness. Let's bow for prayer. God, at all of our environments, we thank you for your grace and love. We thank you for this amazing bridge. And right now, if there's someone who's never walked the bridge, this can be your bridge moment, your bridge prayer. Just simply say, God, I realize that I've been trying to build this bridge from the human side to your side, and I can't do it. But I believe you built it to me from the divine side to the human side and just say this prayer with me number one God I believe you love me and offer a great plan for me but this plan has been thwarted I'm sequestered from you because of my sin I admit to you the obvious I've messed up but number three I believe God that you sent Jesus to live a sinless life and to die a sacrificial death to rise again and number four, I cross the bridge. I trash the human construction plant. I cross the bridge. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com.